The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England today is Tuesday, May the 30th. And we are here to have a look at a 14 game card, I think it is, um, for Wednesday, May the 31st. Joining me from somewhere in New York State is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, what's happening? What's going on, Malcolm? Good to be with you. Uh, how was your Memorial Day weekend? I know you guys, I don't know if it's called Memorial Day over in the UK, but you had your day off, correct? Yeah, it was, it's not Memorial Day. It's, I don't know, I don't even know what it is. It's some shit like the King's birthday. It's always the King's birthday. Uh, like every, yeah, it is bollocks, complete bollocks. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what it was, but we got Monday off anyway. Um, which was good. The last um, the last day of the Premier League was um, Sunday afternoon. So I went out to the pub. You and Moonaf kindly did the show while I went and filled myself full of... I drank, in fact, I started on the beer and then I got on the cider. At various points, I was on the rum, rum and ginger. I had a vodka and tomato juice, um, which I don't think helped with the beer shits the next morning. I then went back on the beer and then was on the vodka and coke and tequila later on, Dylan. So I had a What's right good mix. drink of choice? Oh, uh, yeah. As you see, I panic. There's two times in life, Dylan, when I panic. Um, the first time is when I get in the barber's chair. I'm not really prepared, so the bloke says, what do you want doing with your hair? And I just see any old shit. And I've, I've down the years, down the last 40 years, I've come up with some terrible haircuts just because I panic. The other time I panic is when I'm at the bar. I don't really think about what I want. And then the bloke says, yes, mate, what can I get you? And I just whoa, point at something and end up, that's why I end up like I did on Sunday, drinking nine different drinks at, on nine different visits to the bar. Um, yeah, it depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes I'm in a beer mood, a nice Newcastle brown ale. Other times it can be a Guinness, uh, a nice pint of cider sometimes from my days while I lived in the Southwest. Um, I like whiskey. Guy. You're not a Guinness guy. No, I uh, bad experience in college on my twenty-first uh, or twenty-second birthday. <laughs> they they got me a, lo- a bunch of car bombs, and oh my god, I was yakking it. Bad experience, <laughs> but uh, I'm a rum and coke. I like I like tequila. Um, I like Bloody Marys. You got Trevor in the chat saying Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys are good, but you know I just like I like a, a nice beer. You know, common folk. Yeah, well, I'll be looking forward to a couple, uh, a couple of uh, scoops on me holidays. I'm By going the way, to... uh, you'll yes. be happy. This I know this is not the Premier League podcast, but cashed on the Nottingham Forest Crystal Palace under two and a half at plus money one one time. <laughs> oh, did you? That's good. mate. Before you love a bit of Nottingham Forest, you've definitely uh, formed a bit of a crush on Forest over the last six weeks or so. I like original red. Come on, correct. But good as long as you're off Liverpool, mate. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's good. You can you carry on supporting for us. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we were a few minutes late tonight. Start. Apologies for that. If you didn't listen to the Premier League show, um, I've just finished recording. But Barry was 40 minutes late for the Premier League show because he was taking he coaches his daughter's football team in a big gang of youths came and one of them stole the football 
So the coach went and got the football back and then they all just kicked off. So Baz and his mate were fended off a large group of angry youths with metal sticks until <laughs> someone had the common sense. Barry sent his daughter round the corner. There was a rugby team training round the corner. So he sent his 12-year-old daughter to go and fetch the rugby team. So she came back with the rugby team and then everyone else just shit themselves and ran off when all these great big rugby players turned up. So I was sitting here just calling Barry names for being late. And it turns out he had quite a funny story to tell. Uh, and he was about to get his head kicked in until the rugby team turned up and uh, saved the day. So there you go. Wow. Well, um, in, um, the UK, uh, not a lot of soccer stadiums. There was a lot of rugby stadiums too. Is that big over there? It is. You were down south, weren't you? Like I know you yeah. did... Oxford and, and sort of Sussex that way. So, yeah, rugby's a um, bit more of a southern thing. Okay. Because they're soft. Um, <laughs> they're a soft bunch down there. Um, you mentioned uh, TV DVJs in the chat. Dylan is there as well. Uh, TV DVJs putting up Bryce Elder to win, um, to record the win last night, uh, tonight against the years. I'm not having that, Trev. I am on uh, Auckland first five here. Um, Auckland got the win. Last night as well, streak. They're on a streak. Um, so what have we got? We've got, I can't remember, 14 or 15 games. Uh, two or three. I've got three off the board for various reasons, uh, but we will cross those bridges uh, as we come to it. It is 14 games here. Yeah, for some reason, there's two teams not in action uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, so we'll cross those. But there's 11 games that we can uh, we can give you a full handicap on. Um, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Uh, Edge Boost is the world's first pay now, not pay now at all, that would be mad. Bet now, pay later Visa card. Uh, Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable. Tool, imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite features without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favourite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or hedge, brackets grows. Uh, edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Um, do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favourite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use. Problem gambler, call one 800 Gambler. Okay, we will start. A little bit of day's ball tomorrow. Uh, quite a bit of day's ball, actually. Uh, 110 Eastern first pitch is one of the games that are off the board. Uh, so we'll wish to do this one. It is the Texas Rangers and the Detroit Tigers. Dane Dunning for Texas. TBD for Detroit. And no further information I can give you on this at all, really. Um, Dane Dunning has been really good. We know this. Uh, Dane Dunning is kind of locked up the back end of this Texas rotation. He's been absolutely key. Um, lost to bump from the front end. And Ivaldi has taken over in great form, as discussed um, on the Cy Young Futures episode with Sean and Ryan uh, this time last week. Um, but yeah, 167 ERA. Um, he should get enough run support um, off this Texas offense. But other than that, uh, nothing else for this game. Texas at Detroit, anything from you, Dylan? No, uh, maybe look towards a team total over for uh, the Rangers, depending on who goes for the Tigers. But one thing I wanted to bring up, and I think he should get some shine, the uh, Joe uh, 
Jonah Ham, the catcher for the Rangers, I think he should be an all-star. Yes. He's hitting 277, and you really see the difference he's making with a bunch of these pitchers that we like to fade last year, one of the guys being John Gray. So uh, Dane Dunning as well. Um, I, I like Joe, uh, Jonah. I keep saying his name wrong, but Jonah Ham, I think he should be in the all-star game <laughs> this year. Yeah, it's it's really hard to evaluate what a catcher brings to the team. Um, because obviously you've got your good hitting catchers are the ones who catch the eye. They're the ones who get the fantasy traction. Um, you get people like Martin Maldonado, who Houston love, um, but hits kind of 190. Um, who had that? Was it the Cleveland catchers? I think went all for 45 or something for the first through the first two weeks of this month. Um, just couldn't get a hit between them. So yeah, it's a if you do find one who's got things going for you, like Jonah Heim has, um, both behind the dish and with the bat. Um, it's an absolute huge advantage and a big part of what Texas um, have done so far this season. 2-10 Eastern ERA is the LA Angels at the Chicago White Sox, where Jaime Berea goes for the Angels and Lance Lynn goes for the White Sox. Uh, the Angels are plus 115. The White Sox minus 135. Total is set at nine. Jaime Berea... He's one and two on the year, 155 ERA. Has had five appearances. Only one of those was a start. So he's kind of bouncing around long relief. You sometimes get two or three innings out of him. Um, he did go five innings in his start. So that's not an undue worry. Um, and in total, it's pitched 15 and two thirds, um, giving up zero earned runs. Um, he occupied the same role last year. Uh, and was really good as well. So I haven't got any real issues with him starting at all. Uh, Lance Lynn is four and five on the year, has a 583 ERA. He had a bad start at uh, Kansas City. Um, that was four starts ago, but his last three, he's pitched 19 earned runs. Um, sorry, 19 innings. Uh, he's only given up 14 hits and four earned runs, albeit. Uh, again, some poor opposition. Lynn's last two home starts have been good as well. Um, I thought this could be a first five under. Bit of a duel. I like Berea uh, and Lynn's last two home starts have been good enough uh, to make you think this could be a bit of a slow burner. And I'll take a first five under, Dylan. Yeah, I like the under two. Uh, if the full game, nine and a half, you could get uh, minus, minus 120. I set my total at 9.1. So uh, I just worry about the White Sox. So it is a smart decision going first five to eliminate the bullpens. But give me the Angels here, plus 120. I can't back, back Lance Lynn in this spot. I only made the White Sox a minus 110 favorite. I'm not in the business to back Lance Lynn on the road or at home where he's actually worse at home. Uh, White Sox, they're not in a good spot right now, losing four of their last five games and hopefully the angels bats have woke up we talked about it a few pods ago where they were kind of in a slump but you know they kind of woke up the bats a little bit in their first game uh like i like you mentioned probably gonna be a bullpen kind of game with berea jamie berea going uh he'll probably go a few innings but i just trust the angels bullpen much more than the white Sox. angels have a top 10 bullpen this season while the white Sox are they have the second worst bullpen behind the a's so not gonna overthink this one i think the angels are a better team at plus 120 i'll, I'll be happy to take the angels next up 220 eastern first pitch the tampa bay rays at the chicago cubs zach efflin is on the hill for tampa and left-handed pitcher justin Steele 
uh, friend of the show, goes for the Chicago Cubs. Minus 135 on Tampa, plus 115 on the Cubs. Uh, no total as yet for the usual reasons. Dylan, uh, Tampa Bay at Chicago. Yeah, this one was a tough game to handicap. I only made the Rays a minus 130 favorite. Uh, I do see some nines out there um, on FanDuel. No free shout outs, but, um, you know, I, I think the total seems about spot on. I set my total at 8.7. So I guess for the show, I got to lean the Rays as they are the better team, in my opinion. I don't expect them to get almost no hit again. Shout out Stroman. What a performance the other day yeah. against the Rays, man. Wow. Uh, Justin Steele, he he hasn't looked sharp in his last three starts, uh, giving up five runs in two of the three starts. And the Cubs have lost all three of those starts as well. And on the other side for Eflin, the Rays, they've won eight of his nine starts. Starts this season and the Cubs, they really don't hit righties that well either. I think the Rays bounce back in this spot. I think they get the job done. It is a little above my price, but I'll, I'll lay the extra five cents with the Rays. I think they're the better team here. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay was shut out, as you said. That was the third time this season Tampa Bay was shut out yesterday by Marcus Stroman. Um, and the Cubs snapped a four game. Uh, losing streak, picking up that win last night. Zach Eflin's been absolutely lights out. We talked about him uh, in depth on the show last time. And um, Justin Steele here needs to recover from really the one bad start he's had uh, on the season. We talked him up a lot last week. Um, I think everybody locked him up and then he blew up. Um, Scott uh, Reichel, who did the show last night, he handicapped... This game, uh, the game tonight between the Rays and the Cubs, which is McClanahan against Hendricks. Um, and it was a really beautiful handicap. Um, and I think pretty much everything Scott said applies to this. I think he said it could be like a rock fight. Um, and I think a good way of handicapping this one would be to take the under on both team tools. Um, hopefully get one out both. Um, the wind has been blowing in over the last few days. That's kind of what we're waiting on and why we don't have a tool. But yeah, I think this is a, a pitching due um, in tricky conditions, and hopefully both sides can go under, uh, and you can cash both of your bets. So right now, Malcolm, the team totals for the both teams, for the Cubs, over, under three and a half. I, I kind of like that one. Um, and then Tampa Bay, over four and a half. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm happy with that. We'll take a, we'll take a two-one Tampa, cash everything. Um 305 Eastern first pitch, the Cleveland Guardians at the Baltimore Orioles. Shane Bieber for Cleveland and Baltimore is a TBD pitcher. This is the second um, game that is OTB as we speak. Uh, Dylan, anything to tell us about this or do you just scooch past? Yeah, I don't really have much to go on. Uh... Yeah, I just know Shane Bieber's going. I really don't have too much to uh, add to that. But uh, Shane Bieber, good performance last, uh, and they actually provided some runs for him last game. So hopefully they could build off of that. They they did win the first game of the series five nothing. They have won three of their last five. Baltimore, they've kind of uh, you know lost three of their last five. They they lost two. It was a rough series against the Rangers, but they actually got shut out, which was very surprising with this offense. But um, they did. Uh, news from the Orioles, they did just sign Aaron Hicks. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, you like that, right? Ooh. He's okay. a little bit worse than me, I would say. I think we're better. Who's better? 
both of us. Oh, yo, but yo, yeah, I'd, well, I'd definitely, yeah. Oh, it's not in question. I don't know about you. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I played baseball my, my whole life up until, you know, they started to get really good. But I got some play in me. Last week when I got called off the bench, if Aaron Hicks had been sitting in the chair next to me, I still think our manager would have pointed at me and uttered the famous words, Steve, you're in, when he pointed <laughs> at me. I was like, all right, cheers. Obviously made a huge impression. I'm still a little bit wounded by that. All the lads have been taking the piss out of me as well. Steve, you're in. I was like, okay, thanks. Why, Steve? I've no idea. He just clearly didn't know my name, which is with the, that was kind of the thing we were all laughing about. It was right at the start of the game. I was on the bench, and our first baseman just went down just before the first pitch. His knee popped out. So our manager turned around, looked at the bench, pointed at me, and just said, Steve, you're in. <laughs> so I like, A, I had to go and play when I didn't want to. And then B, I had the ignom, ignominy. Being called Steve, I after about three innings, still, and I had to go to the lineup card and like wet my thumb and rub off Steve and write in Mal next to the number seven hitter spot. Um, and the manager saw me doing that and came across and looked at it, and he still didn't speak about it. Uh, so whether or not he knows my name now, uh, it's one of those things, but yeah, uh, clearly a memorable uh player, but yeah, better than Aaron Hicks, um, is uh. The moral of that story. 3.37 Eastern first pitch. In fact, I'm just going to say hello to Lane, who's joined us. And Joey D. Uh, Joey, how are you doing? Uh, 3.37 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves at the Oakland Athletics, where left-handed pitcher Jared Schuster goes for the Braves. And James Capralian goes for Oakland. Atlanta are a prohibitive minus 222. Oakland are plus 190. And the total is set at nine. Uh, Jared Schuster for the Braves has a one and two record with a 533 ERA. Started five games now. Uh, one of them has been really good. The other four, he's given up three, three, four, and four. Uh, walks a lot of batters. If you're looking for a walk prop, that uh, very well might be an option for you on Schuster. Um, James Caprillian is thrown in the odd decent start, but he is hard to trust. Um, Schuster, I think, can help with the runs here. Uh, Auckland are on a one-game winning streak, which isn't to be sniffed at. Um, I think Auckland can score a few runs here and we could get to the over nine. I don't really trust Schuster. He comes with quite a, uh, a reputation, really, uh, and has done OK. But that one good start kind of overshadows the rest. So if Auckland can chip in three or four, which I think over the course of the nine innings they can... Um, then yeah, I think they can. Uh, this this game can go over nine to them. Yeah, I'm on the same thing. I'm on the over. I was able to grab an eight earlier in the day. Um, it's still at nine. I see some nine and a half. So if you are on the over like us, I would advise to get it earlier than later because it is going to jump to nine and a half. We got there Sunday night. Uh, like you said, A's bats broke out. They got us over the number. Now it's the Braves' turn to get us some runs here. I set my total, like I said, at 9.3. I'm not a fan of either starter. You know, Schuster, he's given up three, four runs in each of his starts. And James Caprillion at home, 0-3 with a 748 ERA. You know, both guys don't really want to back, especially Schuster, at over a $2 favorite. We saw what happened Sunday night. So I, I'm not in the not in the business to back the Braves over a $2 favorite right now. So I think we see some runs in this game. We got winds blowing out in center field as well. So give me the over here as well. Yeah, you're right about that price. There's no way you can take uh, Schuster at uh, minus 22. You might win the game, 
but certainly wouldn't be attracting um, any of mine money at that price. 3.45 Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the San Francisco Giants. Mitch Keller takes the ball for Pittsburgh and left-handed pitcher Alex Wood goes for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Keller and the Pirates are plus 120. Wood and the Giants are minus 140 with a total set at eight, Dylan. Yeah, uh, another game where I got the opening total of six and a half. I took that over just on principle. It was way too low. Uh, I see seven and a half still out there, so I would take that over. But if it's around eight, eight and a half, I would lay off. I made my total 7.7. I think Scott said it on the show yesterday that the Giants have actually been playing decent baseball, you know, seven and three in their last 10, and they're doing it with their bats. They're scoring a bunch of runs. On the other side, Mitch Keller, he hasn't been terrible on the road, but I'd much rather back him at home than on the road. Uh, maybe look towards a K-prop for Keller. He's been on a tear with the strikeouts, but I think he's good for some runs, and so is Alex Wood. Wood's last four starts have all gone over this number. He's just in a lot of shootouts recently, and another game where we got 10-mile-an-hour winds blowing into center field. So give me the over if it's at 7.5. If it's around 8, 8.5, I would go towards the under. Um, yeah, Keller eventually kind of had his blow-up start that we were all waiting for last time. I mean, there's two key numbers here. Um, you kind of touched on them already. That Pittsburgh in May have lost 18 of 24. Uh, that's not getting talked about awfully much because you look at their record, it's now 26 and 27. So they were way above and everyone's, oh, the Pirates. You look at that, the Pirates in the 500, they're going okay. Well, they're not. Um, six and eighteen uh, this month. Flip that over. The Giants have won eleven of their last fourteen mm. and are going really, really well. So um, the Giants at minus one forty appeals just on that form, uh, and I would take the over eight as well. I think that's a fair bet. Four ten Eastern first pitches. The Washington Nationals at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin for the Nats, and Noah Syndergaard will take the ball for the Dodgers. Uh, plus 205 with uh, Corbin and the Nationals. Minus 250 on the Dodgers with Thor going and the total is set at nine and a half. Um, I mean, who's putting money on Syndergaard at minus 250? Um, it's preposterous. One and four on the year, 627 ERA, 591 in his last five. Just nothing really going for him here. Uh, Patrick Corbin has been okay. I think he's he's three and one in his last five starts. Um, his last one was poor. Um, he was on a nice run before that of what six six inning starts with only a couple of earned runs. The total in the last few games that Syndergaard's pitched 12, 11, and seventeen uh, in his last three. So he's getting plenty of run support, and then gives him up as well. Um, I don't see why this really would be any different. Washington going along okay. Um, I think the opposite of the Tampa Bay-Chicago one, I went uh, two team total unders. I think we could get two team total overs uh, over the line here. Um, but other than that, my main play would be a first five over um, dinner. Yeah, this one was a tough one to handicap. I probably won't be personally betting this game, but if I did, I would lean towards another over. I set my total at 10. Corbin, you know, like you said, he's looked good this uh, whole month of May until he let up the six runs against the Royals, but 
maybe he's going back to his old ways, but I do think he's been pitching much better. Um, and Syndergaard isn't doing that much better either. Like you said, you said minus 215. I see some places he's almost a $2.35 favorite. So that's just preposterous. Uh, the Dodgers have lost his last two starts. It seems like whenever Thor is on the mound, the Dodgers are just in a shootout. I think we see another one over tomorrow. And by the way, I, I keep mentioning winds blowing out. In the whole state of California, it seems like it's going to be windy tomorrow. We got eight-mile-an-hour winds blowing out in Dodger Stadium as well. So give me the over here as well. Um, SGPN have got a couple of contests going uh, for the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, two free contests uh, to enter exclusively on the SGPN app. There are series props and game props on there. You can win a $100 SGPN gift card for each of those two contests. Just download the SGPN app and enter today. Okay, we will move along to a 6.40 Eastern first pitch, the San Diego Padres at the Miami Marlins. Blake Snell. Is it Blake Snell? Is it Ryan Weathers? Yeah. I have Blake Snell. I had Blake Snell. I handicapped Blake Snell because I handicapped Ryan Weathers yesterday. But when I took the odds, I took the odds off covers.com um, about an hour ago and they had Weathers priced up. Um, let me have a look. No, Ryan Weathers definitely going today. Okay, right, I can maintain that handicap then. <laughs> um, Blake Snell will go for the San Diego Padres and Braxton Garrett is the pitcher uh, for the Miami Marlins. Two lefties going here. Uh, minus 120 on the Padres, plus 100 on Miami, total of eight and a half. Blake Snell, my God, I get him every week. I'm going to have to start scheduling nights off uh, when it's time to handicap Blake Snell because I've got no idea. Um, one and six with a 504 ERA. Um, last week was that wild game where we faded Snell and he pitched quite well as the Padres led Washington 5061. And then just as the show finished, I said, I'm going to go and watch this Washington recovery. Got back through into the posh end to watch the game. And Washington came all the way back and led 6-5 until Rupert Odor hit the three-run bomb. Um, so that benefited no one. Uh, nobody won. Handicapped the game well, got everything right, uh, and still managed to, to lose on that one. And I just can't work still out at all. Um, that outing was okay, but I just can't bring myself to bet him here. Um Braxton Garrett's numbers are inflated um, by a couple of dodgy starts, but his last three starts have been really good. Uh, 16 and one third pitch. He's only given up three earned runs. Uh, the Padres hitting 246 against left-handed pitching, but Miami hitting 298 against lefties. I love that number. Padres on a little mini skid, lost two. Miami have won three. The price is just enough in the right favour for me. Uh, plus 100 on Miami. I think the Marlins can get us a win here. Yeah, no more overs for me. Let's go to my favorite. Give me the under eight and a half in this one. I set my total at 7.7. I know it's scary kind of taking an under when Snell's pitching, but besides that one bad start against the Red Sox earlier in the month, he's... You know, he hasn't been that bad, and he I just think he needs to cut down the walks. He gets himself into trouble a lot of times. And on the other hand, I think the numbers on Garrett are a little bit skewed because of that terrible start against the Braves where he gave up 11 runs in four innings. But besides that, he hasn't been that bad. You know, Padres, they're kind of – they're not kind of really a hit team. Uh, 
you know, two mediocre offenses, but you mentioned they are hitting lefties pretty well, uh, the the Marlins. So I do like to play uh, with the home puppy here. I can see them winning. Eight and a half just seems a little high, so hopefully we could both win. So I'm on the under here. 7-0-7 Eastern first pitch, the Milwaukee Brewers at the Toronto Blue Jays. Julio Tehran uh, goes for the Brewers. And Alec Manoa goes for the Blue Jays. Uh, plus 165 on Milwaukee, minus 185 on Toronto. And the total is set at nine and a half. Dylan, this was a messy one to handicap. Well, it, it was bad. Uh, another under for me. I feel like I'm doing to all totals today. But uh, yeah, another under for me. I got a 10 earlier in the day. Uh, I see nine and a halfs out there. I still like the under. I made my total nine. Might be a risky bet betting in under when uh, Manoa is pitching just because, you know, it seems like every game he pitches and the, the Blue Jays are in a shootout. So going to go on the other side here. I'm hoping Manoa can bounce back and somehow find it and maybe limit the Brewers a little bit. And this is only Jamie uh, Turin's second start of the year. He looked good in his first start. He only gave up one run. So honestly, I'm just going to cross my fingers and pray for this one. So I'm going to take an under 10. Just seems a little bit high. I know what you mean about wanting to take totals because I've got, man, I'm looking at my card now, probably about 10. They're on the numbers rather than on the lines, but you're looking at things like Manoa at minus 185. Well, you don't want to be involved in that. You don't want to be involved in Syndergaard at minus 250 or Schuster at minus 222. Um, So there's quite a lot of lines that just quite a fishy stuff will get into James Paxton next up, minus 200. Just things you don't really want to be involved in. Um, Julio Tehran did go okay on his first start, but it uh, doesn't mean I want anything to do with him because I don't. Um, and again, I think you're better off just not touching Alec Manoa, really. You're better off taking these these pitches out of it in terms of tools. Um, Milwaukee DFA'd Luke Voigt today, uh, so that's the end of him. Uh, my bet here, I think, would be a Toronto Blue Jays team total. Uh, these bats are capable uh, a lot of good players, and I think they can take advantage of Tehran here in this spot. Uh, didn't want to put a line up because it could finish 12-10 to Milwaukee, uh, but we'd still catch the Blue Jays. Can I say something the, real quick? You certainly can, mate. Luke Voigt is just a more brolic version of a Daniel Vogerback. Is that, <laughs> is, is that not accurate? I think it's, it's, uh, it's fattest, isn't it? You're always just having a go at the fatties. I think it's good to win because there should be a few fatties in the league. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, what did he? I mean, did he lead the league in homers a few years ago, Void? He certainly hit loads of them. Um, yeah. yeah, he had a couple of good years, and I thought I've got him in some best ball teams because I thought he'd go okay. Um, someone might still pick him up. He might end up. He'll end up with the. Reds or somewhere, won't he? Uh, Luke Voigt, that's where he'll be. The only big boys I like. Um, <laughs> How is this sentence going to end? No, David Ortiz, Big, Pop, <laughs> big Poppy, and uh, who is the panda on the Giants? Oh, uh, yeah, pa- uh, Pablo Sandoval. Oh, he's a legend. But they both, well, not Big Poppy. Big Poppy's a Hall of Famer, but Sandoval kind of just fell off too. They have like these one or two good years, and then see ya. So. What about um, Bartolo Colon? Oh, Big Sexy, yes. I yes. That that throw behind the back is legendary. He's a Met, he's a Met legend forever. Yeah, if you're, ever, if you're ever having a bad day, um, 
if you stick it like a big sexy highlight reel on um youtube then yeah you'll get four or five minutes of stuff that's guaranteed to make you smile and i do love it when he hits that dinger um at the angels and everyone just leaves the dugout yeah a big fan of uh bartolo and trevor makes a good point too luke voy always unbuttons his two but uh, two uh two buttons of his shirt that's so cringe too who do you think you are that annoys oh. me too See, I'm all right with that. That's the kind of. Uh, but if you're I mean, I good, think, if you're good, you could do that. You're not good. I'm sorry. I always said a few weeks ago that Sonny Gray seems to un- uh, uh, pop a button for every strikeout he gets. Kind of starts the game buttoned up, and by the sixth inning, it's all the way down to his uh, belly button. Like, um, you know, I don't mind that. A few, uh, a few buttons gone. I think you have to be uh, a stylish man like me, probably to carry it off. Oh, um, where are we going? He's another one, Prince Fielder. He hit bombs. Yeah, true story. Uh, back to the top of the page for a 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. Aaron Nola for the Phillies. Carlos Carrasco for the Mets. Minus 130 on Philadelphia. Plus 110 on New York with a total of eight and a half. Dylan, what's happening with the Mets this week? Not, nothing good, I'll tell you that much. Uh, give me the Phillies, uh, minus 125 I got them at. We'll probably get swept here at home in this series. That five-game winning streak was all for nothing. Bad coaching decisions by Buck. He misused the bullpen, blowing the lead. It, it was just it, – it's something to see every day, I'm telling you. Nothing surprises me anymore with this team. I'm sick of them. There's no way in hell I'm going to back – Carlos Carrasco either he had one good start and people on Twitter are like oh he fixed everything and he everything's good yeah right good luck with that I ain't backing him uh this is this is a 370 million dollar 500 team that's it I, I don't trust them I can't back them I made the Phillies a minus 137 that's the cap Mets suck give me the Phillies okay um I take it totally um Nola is still vulnerable. Uh, generally pitches okay at City Field as it goes. Uh, Carrasco, two good, three bad. Can't trust him. Um, Greg Kimbrell picked up his 400th save. Was that last night, I think? Um, the most notable thing about any of that was, did you see Craig Kimbrell's dad in the crowd? No, I didn't. Oh, mate, what a great look that was. Talking about a look. Um, he looks like... Like ZZ Top's dad, rather than yeah, um, proper seventies rocker. Looked like he smelled of marijuana, that kind of character. Um, yeah. But he was having a lovely time. Um, yeah, Google him, really strong look. So I enjoyed that and uh, gave me a better understanding of uh, Craig Kimball as well. Um, this had to be the over. I didn't know what to do. I had some quite good stats on the uh, Mets and the Phillies last night. If you want them, Dylan. Uh, Ooh, the Mets beat the Phillies 14-5 to last year in the 2022 series total. Uh, Peter Alonso had six home runs against the Phillies as well. Uh, so they're both things to bear in mind if you want to handicap this. But yeah, I couldn't trust either. So I went with another total and took the over eight and a half. I do like the total over. I set my total at 8.9. I think we see runs here. Uh, okay, back down the page. Four, eight, seven, ten. Eastern first pitch between the Cincinnati Reds and the Boston Red Sox, where, what's his name? Luke Weaver. Who's Jason? Oh, Jason Weaver's a jockey. Um, I'm getting my, uh, who's uh, Luke Weaver? Who's the country singer? Someone, is there a Weaver? Luke? Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, that might be it. Why am I thinking of him? 
I I've got so Jason Weaver, the jockey, Luke Bryan, the country singer, or <laughs> Luke Weaver, the actual baseball player. One of those three people will be taken. And to be fair, it's a Cincinnati Red, so could be any yeah, one of the fuckers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> for the Reds, <laughs> um, left-handed pitcher James Paxton goes for Boston. Um, Cincinnati are plus one seventy-five. Boston are minus two hundred, and the total is set at ten. Um, again, Paxton minus two hundred. Dylan, are you buying this? No, not at all. Uh, I took the Reds here. Actually, Reds actually have been playing some good baseball over the past week. They've won four of the last five. They swept the Cubs in their last series. And, you know, they're really putting some runs uh, together. They're averaging 7.2 runs per game in their last five games. So you got to think they'll be able to get to Paxton. You know, Reds, they are a solid hitting team off of lefties. They're hitting 280 off of lefties. I can't back the Red Sox at this number. You know, you make a good point over a $2 favorite. It's just up there. I only made the Red Sox a minus 155 favorite. I was able to get the Re- the Reds at a plus 180. I still see plus 165, plus 170, so shop around. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Reds here at the price, strictly betting the number. Yeah, I wasn't quite brave enough to get there with you, but it certainly piqued my interest, Dylan, because um, it was just another tool for me. Weaver's start last time was good. It was a surprise. A uh, good start. And Cincinnati, you're doing all right. They've got records similar to other teams, um, which is not what we expected. Because Paxton is better at home, um, which is why I wasn't quite willing to pull the trigger on Cincinnati. So, I, in fact, I wrote down, before I'd seen the numbers, uh, the total will be too high. Um, whatever the book's put out will be too high. And I think I've called it correctly because 10 is too high. Um Cincinnati don't score a load of runs, even though they have gone better lately. But yeah, uh, 10 is too big a number, um, just as I thought it would be. So happy to take the under on that one. Uh, next up is eight, 8-10. Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros. Louis Varland goes for Minnesota and Hunter Brown draws the start for Houston. Plus 150 on the Twins, minus 170 on the Astros. Um I don't have a total. Do you have a total on this one, Dylan? Yeah, I have an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think I just forgot to write it down. Uh, Louis Varland, two and one on the year, 424 ERA. Uh, we like Varland. He's all right. Uh, he's going along okay. Has a bit of a problem with home runs. They, they seem to be getting him into the trouble uh, this year. He's a slightly more suspect on the road as well. Uh, Hunter Brown is going along well. He's starting to get some length. Um, which is important. He's gone six and then seven innings his last two starts. So you could maybe look at an out prop um, on Hunter Brown if he's still hanging around the 15 mark. You could go above that. Uh, really good at home as well. 286 ERA in his four games started. Um, Minnesota got uh, Royce Lewis back. We actually mentioned him on the show. Um, he did a, a three-run bomb when we were talking about him later in the game. Um, he, got, he hit the walk-off, I think. Um, as Minnesota came from behind to win last night. Uh, so he's going to make a difference to them. Jose Altuve is on a seven-game hitting streak for Houston, if you wanted to put him in some player props. This, for me, came down to um, Brown's home form, putting up against Varland's away form. Um, and that was just enough to swing it. The minus 170 is a bit skinny as well. Um, I've written down Houston on the run line, but I don't feel great about it. But yeah, I'll stick with my pick. I'll take Houston to get it done. 
uh, minus one and a half to them. Yeah, give me the dog. Uh, I took the Twins earlier at plus 165. Uh, they're down to plus 150. I still like them. I only made the Astros a minus 140 favorite. I'm not. I'm still not high on Louis Varlin. I am getting around on him, uh, especially on the road. But I think the Twins have given the Astros fits all year. You know, the Twins they've won three of the last four meetings between them, and hopefully their bats woke up yesterday. They scored seven runs off of the Astros and that bullpen. So I think they're going to need. I think if they're going to be in a shootout, they need to score a lot of runs here. Hunter Brown, like you said, he has been good at home. The one thing that does worry me is the Astros. They win most of his starts. They've only lost i think two of his eight or seven starts so that worries me uh i think the twins have their work cut out for them but i think the number is very generous in my opinion i think there's some value on the twins so i'll take a flyer here with the twins at plus 150 yeah i must admit i've got it's kind of niggling me this game a little bit it looks um it's it's ugly this what this would be way down my betting card um Happy to back Brown, but that number of minus 170 is horrible. Yeah. Um, Kaysen, uh, hi, Tower joined us. Kaysen, how are you doing? Um, I like his point that Louis Varlin needs a Louis Vuitton glove. Uh, uh. Pretty stylish uh, out on the bump with that one. Um, the penultimate game on the show this evening is the Colorado Rockies at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, but unfortunately, I've got nothing to tell you about this. TBD on both sides. Um so yeah, entirely unhelpful. Dylan, anything on this one? No, I do. I, I think I see Tommy Henry going for the D-backs, but nothing for the Rockies. Um, you know, maybe the, maybe you look Rockies, depending on the number that opens up. Rockies past few games, they really sung the bat well. But Arizona at home have been really good. They're 16 and 12 straight up, while the Rockies, they're 9 and 17 on the road. You know, we like to fade the Rockies on the road, but got to see what the lines are at first. But to be honest, I probably won't have any action on the game. Uh, fair enough. Uh, final game here is the 940 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Seattle Mariners, Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. And we have George Kirby taking the ball for Seattle, who are minus 135 home favourite. The Yankees with Schmidt are plus 115. And the total is set at 7.5. Um, Dylan, what have you got for this one? This is one of the better-looking games on a bit of a lopsided card, this. Yeah, we could actually get lines where we could take a side. But uh, I do like the Mariners here for this side, but I kind of like the total a little more. Give me the over 7.5. I got it at even money. I actually made my total 9.4. I made the Mariners a minus 150 favorite, so I'm basically fading Clark Schmidt in this situation. I think this is a bad spot for him on the road this season, 1-1 with a 727 ERA, 14 runs given up in 17 innings. Batters are hitting 347, just just absolutely crushing him on the road. So not good on the road. And I'm, I am a big fan of George Kirby. I like him, but he is giving up a lot of hard contact recently. And I think, excuse me, I think this Yankee team have really turned it around offensively. Aaron judge is just swinging the bat like a maniac. I think both pitchers will give up runs tomorrow. So lean to the Mariners in a bounce back situation at home, but I'm ultimately fading both pitchers. I like the over at seven and a half. That's That's probably going to be my best bet. Um, yeah, Dylan, I've got the exact same handicap with the exact same notes made. I would have picked Seattle, um, but my uh, official play will be the over 
seven and a half. Schmidt is struggling on the road. Um, I like Kirby. Um, we've mentioned a couple of times over the last 10 days or so that if Julio Rodriguez wakes up, then Seattle will wake up with him. And that was very evident again uh, last night. Rodriguez is is um, getting amongst it at the plate. Aaron Judge, man, absolutely unbelievable at the moment. He even went over the fence and brought one back um, with his glove last night as well. Yeah, um, incredible stuff at the minute from Aaron Judge. Yeah, I thought the over seven and a half, uh, just two kind of high octane lineups. Uh, Kirby could go well, uh, but still, Judge will get to him for a few. And that might be enough because Schmidt does struggle on the road. So, yeah, over seven and a half for me. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that has got us to the end of these 14 games. Uh, good timing, as always, Mick and Dylan. Uh, you can always, you can, Mick and Dylan, get you 10 minutes uh, to enjoy a little bit of uh, peace and quiet for the rest of your day. Because um, we always save you a bit of time here, Ming and Dylan. Quick. Dylan, what's your lock and dog? I think you might have just given us your lock there with that last game. Yeah, my lock is the over. Like I said, I made my total 9.4, just almost two runs more than the line. Um, yeah, like you said, Faden Clark Schmidt, I think George Kirby, he is good for a few runs as well. Uh, Trevor mentioned a good point. Julio Rodriguez, he's been hitting as well. So I think both teams can contribute. I think we see a higher scoring game. So that's going to be my lock, the over seven and a half for the Yankees and Mariners. Uh, for my dog, I didn't really like a lot of plus money. I did throw a flyer on the Twins. I did throw a flyer on the Reds as well. But whew, the more you talked about it, the more I'm actually starting to like the fish against the Padres. Um, what is that number? Is it at even even money right now? Yeah, it's even money because I was going to give that out as my dog and I don't feel... I feel a bit dirty about it. So, so I mean, we could claim we could claim a shot around plus one hundred five if you want. So I am seeing at FanDuel right now. No free shout outs. Uh, plus one twelve. Yeah. Ah, look at that. We were fucking so, like that down. So give me. Yeah, I, I I like the fish. You talked me into it. I was leaning them to begin with. You can't back Blake, Blake Snell in this situation. Um. Fish, they've kind of been on a run right now. Like you said, winning three uh, three in a row, coming back home. I like this spot for them. I think Garrett has a little better of an uh, outing in this one. So, like I said, I think the numbers are a little skewed because of that bad start against the Braves. But against the the Padres, who have just been – I, I, I say the Mets have been a big disappointment. I think the Padres are a bigger disappointment as well. So, g- give me the fish here at plus 112 as my dog. Um, yeah, I'll have to go double dog. Dylan, because like I say, I've got a whole load of totals on my card and not an awful lot, a couple of bone lines. Yeah, Miami, plus 112, I'm absolutely over the moon. with. I'll, I'll take that and double up with you. Um, for my luck, I, it's a bit choy. I had the Giants written down um, just with the, their current good form put up against Pittsburgh's um, skid. But I'm going to pivot away from that. I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays team total. Um, mm. Guessing maybe four and a half, I think. Uh, round about the game totals at nine and a half so it might be five anyway they can smash Julio Taran tomorrow uh, and I think they will could be a high scoring game but I think the Blue Jays are more likely to get it done than the Brewers um, so yeah give me the Toronto Blue Jays to score all of the runs tomorrow uh, Dylan anything we need to know before we crack on 
Uh, nothing you need to know. Uh, WNBA pod's been going well with Scott and Terrell. So, uh, fired up about that. If you guys like the WNBA, go over and check that out. Um, but I want to know you, since you're going on vacation, are you going to be on the pod? Are you going to be giving out picks? What, what's going on with you? Well, uh, the short answer is no. Um, I will not <laughs> be on the pod. Um, no, I'll fill my, uh, I'm not going to take any of my gear with me. It's just a bit of a ball ache, really. And I think that, Time so you know I'm not very good at time zones, Dylan. It's taken me three years to get this one right. Um, so, but yeah, all my picks will be in tally site every day, uh, and I'll try and jump in the Discord channel uh, on an evening when I'm sitting with a, a glass of sangria in my hand as well. Just um, but yeah, my ta- drunk. Well, it's a possibility, Dill. Um, <laughs> my taxi is coming in five hours to whisk me off to the airport. Um, at 4am so yeah I better get myself to bed get some beauty sleep um, just one other thing I asked Scott and Moon after an NBA pick last night before we finished uh, so who's Jimmy Butler and why didn't he score 30 points because I did not wake up to a winner did I? Yeah, Jimmy Butler, he's the best player. Well, honestly, I think you can man- you could uh you could um argue Caleb Martin has been the best player for the Heat, but uh Jimmy Butler is the best player for the Heat right now. He he tweaked his ankle in the third quarter, so Oh, you're kidding. Is that what yeah. cost me? I don't know if that's what cost you because I don't know if he was much of a scorer yesterday, but he was he was great. They won he finished by- on 28, so he was the the bet was 30 or more at plus oh. 110. Oh wow, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I apologize. You can't listen to Moonoff all the time, man. I'm telling you, Moonoff he, is a killer. But, uh, yeah, I got a prediction for the NBA Finals. We got Nuggets Heat. I got Nuggets in – I want to be generous and say six, but I think they're too talented. I'll say Nuggets in five. Nuggets in five. Kaysen says he can see me being a Nuggets fan, and I have no idea how offensive that's meant to be. Is that is he having no, a go no. at me there, Dylan? No, is that, no, I, is that no, a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a good it's a good thing. Nuggets are a good organization. That's a good thing. All right, okay. I'll take that as a compliment. That's, that's you did like have a good you're uh, a Manchester City fan. Mm, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll take I'll do I'll do some homework, Kate, and then get back to you whether or not I accept that remark. Um right, okay. Cheers, everyone. And like I say, you won't hear me for a few days, but I'll be back next week. Like I say, I'll uh, I'll keep sticking my players in tally site. Not that anyone pays any attention to them. Um, and I'll try and get the Discord channel for a bit crack as well. Um, but yeah, good luck with all your bets. Um, plenty of stuff on the Premier League show as well. If you want to go and have a listen to that, we've got the Europa League final tomorrow and the FA Cup final on Saturday, which we've covered tonight. And that will be published in the next few hours. Um, but until next time, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.